David Essel here. What does it take to be really happy in life? Isn't that one of the key questions that we probably ask ourselves on a regular basis? And did you know that happiness is very difficult to define, right? Like, what does it take to be happy in life? Well, it really depends on the individual. Everyone's a little bit different. You know, for some people, they believe that happiness comes from extravagance and, you know, having their own jets and all that kind of stuff. And if that makes them happy, then heck yes, go for it. Other people look at the incredible simplicity of life. You know, they downsized dramatically. Remember a couple of years ago when tiny homes or tiny houses were really popular? Those were people who were extremely ready just to downsize completely. As a matter of fact, if you want to talk about happiness, uh, there was a couple out west that had a 10,000 square foot home. It burned down. Uh, they were completely devastated. They lost almost everything that they had ever collected, their children's belongings, their belongings. Everyone got out safe, thank God, right? But a 10,000 square foot home built on a mountainside, views that'll just blow your mind. And they took about six months trying to decide what they were going to do to rebuild it. And they decided that what they had was not bringing them happiness. It was bringing them gardeners that they had to hire, uh, people to clean the house on a weekly basis that they had to hire. Uh, All of this extravagance was beautiful in the beginning. They said the first couple of years, it was just magnificent. It was brand new. And then all of a sudden it started getting old, you know, it started getting tiring, having to have all these people around because that's a massive problem. And the property was huge. So landscapers, the whole nine yards. And what did they do? They kept the property. They built a 1,200 square foot tiny house. And they say that they are happier than they've ever been in their life. So what does happiness mean to you? I'm going to tell you right now. And if anyone knows my work, you know what I'm going to say next. Write it down. Write down, this makes me happy, this makes me happy, this makes me happy, this, like everything that you can imagine that really truly does touch your heart and soul. You know, and and I would like to try to stay away from the world of materialism. Um, And remember two things, you know, happiness is fleeting and success is fleeting. So if our happiness, if our goal for happiness is to be happy all the time and never have bad days, then that's pretty unrealistic because happiness is completely fleeting. If all of our happiness is based on external circumstances, the home we live in, the money we make, the person that we're with, the community we live in, whatever it might be, if it's all based on external circumstances, happiness is going to be extremely fleeting. And we're going to see challenges come up that we never could have imagined. I want you to go deeper than that. I want you to go to, can you remember when you were a child, like what really put you into a state of happiness or a state of flow? If you remember that book, Flow, where kids are on the beach and they're building sandcastles for seven hours in a row, forgetting to eat, forgetting everything. And, you know, that's happiness, right? That's joy. And I want you to think about that. You know, what is it that you used to do or what is it that you always wanted to do that would bring joy, that would bring happiness? And just always remember, it's never going to be permanent. No matter what pathway you find for happiness, it'll never be permanent. I mean, look at people like the Dalai Lama, you know, who have done all great stuff in the world and yet they struggle a lot. I mean, he was kicked out of his own country. He still battles with the Chinese, but he's a happy person. That means it's an internal job. So could happiness be based on how we treat ourselves internally? Would happiness increase if you put more time into prayer, more time into meditation, more time into deep breathing, more time into watching videos that are all about raising consciousness or joy or service, you know? And the last thing I'm going to talk about is this. So many of my clients, and I have a great story of one, you know, that um, thought that they were going to find happiness in the materialistic world, found it in the world of service. I mean, how many people have I met and how many friends do I have that became monks 
or they've gone into other kinds of really deep spiritual teachings, or they've gone into Habitat for Humanity building, you know, and they're filled with happiness every day. Why? Because they're of service. And maybe that's something we need to look a bit, a little bit deeper at when we are talking about happiness. Maybe we all just need to focus on serving more, looking for more ways to help our fellow man. Maybe that is the pathway to happiness. I'm throwing out all these ideas because there's no two people that will find happiness the same way. But I just want to caution you. Be very careful of creating your happiness based on external circumstances, people, money, houses, cars, etc. And I'm not saying it's bad to have all that stuff. I'm just saying let's not base our happiness on it because none of that is permanent. You know, we could lose our partner tomorrow. They could go and be with someone else or they could pass away for God's sake, right? Um, we might lose our job. We might get in an accident and not be able to walk. Uh, and I'm not saying these things in a negative way, but I'm just trying to think, what could you be doing now to enhance your internal happiness, regardless of outside circumstances? And what I've found in my practice is that people who really do find that internal happiness by doing simple things, maybe acts of service or more meditation or more prayer, whatever it might be, they become less attached to the Joneses, keeping up with, right? They become less attached to mass consciousness in society, and they become more attached to themselves, what would it take for you to be really happy? And are you really being you right now? Are you being you or are you being the you that people want to see, that people expect to see? And I know these are deep questions, but it's worth looking at. Okay, listen, if I can help you at all, join me at talkdavid.com. We offer everyone a beginning free 20-minute session on the phone so I can get an idea of where you'd like to go. We have five books on the website, absolutely free. Maybe one of those will break open an aspect of um, happiness. Or you can work with me one-on-one. And we can really dive deep. And I can tell you that one individual I worked with 20 years ago, when he said, came to me and he said, you know, I, I, I've got to do all these different things to find happiness. And we ended up narrowing it all down to one. And when he found that one thing, and this was 15, 20 years ago, I saw him the other day. This guy is probably one of the happiest men I've ever seen in my life. And that one thing, it's all about service. Think about it. Reach out to me at talkdavid.com. I'm always available. Have a beautiful day.